Hello and welcome to DeaconCast.net. Today we'll address part two of the Understanding the Mass series, and we'll be speaking about the Liturgy of the Word. The major part of the Mass between the opening prayer and the preparation of the gifts during which the Word of God is proclaimed, responded to, explained, and accepted is the Liturgy of the Word. The scriptures are not just something that says to us, gee, wasn't that neat what God did 2,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago. The Holy Scriptures are God's Word for us today. And the Scriptures, during the litany of the Word, God speaks directly to us, and He is fully present to us. We must be open to God's presence by turning a listening ear and heart to the sacred scripture proclaimed during the liturgy. However, it is interesting to note that the use of scripture in the Mass does not end when the liturgy of the Word has finished. In fact, the words of scripture flow throughout the prayers of the Mass. One of the goals of the new translation of the Missal is to make clearer the links between the prayers of the Mass and the text of Scripture. Some of the most noticeable changes respect the words of the Bible more clearly. And so the first reading we hear in the Liturgy of the Word is pro uh, properly named the first reading. And this reading is proclaimed most usually by a lector. A lector is a person who has been mandated to publicly read from the lectionary. The lectionary is a book that contains Holy Scripture arranged and grouped so that they can be more easily read at the Mass. The ambo is a lectern or pulpit where the readings are proclaimed. It most often has a similar design to the altar, so that the Word of God may be proclaimed in a place of honor. The first reading is generally taken from the Old Testament, except during the Easter season, when it is usually taken from the Acts of the Apostles. The first reading and the Gospel on each Sunday, as well as the weekdays, have been picked in coordination with each other so that there will be unity in theme. When the first reading is taken from the Old Testament or from the Acts of the Apostles, it doesn't matter. It demands a response from us. The Word of God that was just proclaimed is not just left there to hang in the air. It is either accepted or ignored by the hearer. And so the lector alerts us that what we have just heard is, quote, the word of the Lord, end quote. Our response is taken directly from Holy Scripture. Thanks be to God. Following the first reading is the responsorial psalm. It is taken from one of the 150 psalms or from an old or New Testament canticle. A canticle is a song of praise to God. The psalm is a response to the first reading. 
and it helps us to focus on the theme of the liturgy. The psalm may be sung or recited. Each psalm is a prayer which reflects the wide range of human needs and emotions. The psalms were used in the time of Jesus in both the synagogue and the temple. Jesus quoted from the psalms more than from any other scriptures. From the very beginning of the church, the reciting or singing of the psalms was maintained in the Sunday celebration. Christians now heard in the psalms a new meaning that only became apparent after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. A second reading, which follows the responsorial psalm, is read only on Sundays, solemnities, and special feasts. Occasionally, there will be a second reading at a wedding or at a funeral. This reading is always read by the lector from the lectionary at the ambo, and it is always a New Testament passage from the Acts of the Apostles, the Epistles, which means letters, or the book of Revelation. Now, unlike the first reading and the responsorial psalm that are chosen in concert with the gospel, the second reading is most usually a continuation of the second reading from the week before, so that over a period of time we might hear all of Colossians, or all of Hebrews, or all of the first letter of Peter. The second reading also demands a response, and so the lector will announce at the end of the second reading what we have just heard, the word of the Lord. And our response, as always, is, thanks be to God. We believe in the Catholic Church that the Word of God should be proclaimed during the liturgy. Being proclaimed is different than being just read. The Word of God is alive, and it should be proclaimed with authority. In the early church, someone who taught with authority was perceived as a person who enabled others to act upon what they learned. Jesus taught with authority because his words made it possible for people to act upon God's call to holiness. When we receive the word of God as it is being proclaimed, we become witnesses who can speak with authority, not bullies who force others to act the way we think they should, but people who, through our words and actions, propose a viable way to live as disciples of Jesus. With regard to the daily life, the scripture readings of the liturgy of the word invite and challenge us to live in confidence, knowing that God's great deeds of the past are continuing in the present and will continue in the future to speak and act as witnesses of God's saving power, to place our lives within a context of God's plan of salvation 
to live with an awareness that all time belongs to God and that no single moment of time is ordinary. And it challenges us to open ourselves to the transformation that comes from placing God at the center of our lives. Well, that wraps up this uh, part two of the Understanding the Mass series brought to you by DeaconCast.net. Join us again when we will take a look at the Gospel and the homily. My name is Deacon Bill O'Donnell. Shalom, and until we meet again, peace be with you.